the background is we were having discussions after all of the episodes and realized that we were making some really good points. Uh, <laughs> Connecting the, some dots that were just you and I were hearing. <laughs> yeah, so like, hey, let's uh, record some of these. So uh, at least a semi-regular feature, if not a regular feature, will be some of these analyses, depending on how good I guess they turn out to be. Welcome to a bonus analysis and discussion episode with the hosts of the Path Distilled podcast. In these episodes, we talk about the guests that we just had on, how it connects to the guests we've had in the past, and give our take on what you've heard. Wow, shit, that was fascinating. Yeah, there were a couple of, I mean, the whole thing was fascinating, but there were a couple of things I think that stood out to me in particular. Can you imagine getting relegated to sharpening pencils and (laughs) spending 10 years in the the NFL? No, but it's funny when she was saying that, I was thinking back to when I was working at Barry University, right? Our sports psych program was housed in sports sciences. So at the end at that time, sport management was one of the programs in there. And I just remember all those faculty trying to talk to the students and kind of manage expectations about what their internships were going to be like, right? Like you are going to go work hundreds of hours a week and basically, yeah, you're going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I would have left um, potentially, I can't say for sure, but never mind. It was was with an NFL team, so maybe not, but uh, I would have just been like sharpening the pencils, but I would have questioned whether or not had a future I think beyond that yeah and it's interesting way it happened right because it's not like she got put it's at least it sounded like it's not like she got put in there to do that and then had so she got like put on the bottom and you got to work your way up it sounds like she kind of went in there maybe made some mistakes or didn't know what she was doing so they made her do that and then she had to recover from that right I mean, I thought the part too, I liked the way that she I mean I had to ask the question right about her being female in sport I mean question I think you have to ask at least still right it's still kind of a a big topic right now Uh, and I I don't know I'm curious what the listeners will think but I really like that she described it as unremarkable like that to me was a positive sign for her to be able to say I don't know it's kind of unremarkable I don't think anything of it (laughs) it seems like she worked with people that are on the up and up for lack of a better word that would not create an environment that was harmful so um, again I don't know any of them personally but just based on my impressions and their public demeanor, it was refreshing. And I think she worked with people that wanted it to be non-threatening and open environment as well. Yeah. And she kind of approached it like it wasn't anything different either. Right. So I think it sounds like both of those made a factor. And I wanted to crack a joke when she said there's someone else in the bathroom. Because <laughs> it, it sounded like uh, there could have always been. It's just you don't have to call security. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, I know a lot of women in my field that work, you know, in other uh, pro sports, and you know, it's like, is there even a bathroom for you to go use, or that there wasn't anything, you know, in the in that part of the the facility, right? Like, obviously, there are in stadiums because most both men and women go to games but you know in terms of the the facilities they have for behind the scene work sometimes that hasn't it has always been the case I think because she's done so well speaks highly of her that she was thrown she mentioned a couple of situations she wanted to be 
behind the scenes and she ended up being on camera mm -hmm. and then she kind of got left on an island during those re reportings of uh, 2014 when they were trying to the, the new model um, and I think it speaks volumes about her willingness or ability to stick with it she's all she's adaptive mm -hmm. um, and I was impressed with that and it's she's one of those folks that she makes it seem easy in a lot of ways I, don't, I guess I've watched more Titans games than you have, but she makes it seem easy. And so because of that, you wouldn't necessarily have thought that she was actually resilient in some ways to overcome some of those things. To um, now Granted, like she said, people are like, yeah, you're <laughs> framing this within being in the, in the NFL doing this, which some people are going to scoff at that, but uh, she had to be adaptive. And I felt like she was pretty resilient at being adaptive to make it this long especially yeah and it sounds like that she has in some ways as she kind of mentioned had a, a mindset already that supported that ever since she was younger but really cultivated that over her years of experience right and so to me that the mindset that she has developed seems to have really helped with that and then number two it sounds like the the, I don't know anything about the Titans, right? But the culture of that team, like she described it as kind of scrappy, right? Like small and scrappy. And it sounds like it's a very, like a, a very team environment. Like we're in this together as a whole. Um, so that seems to have helped a bit too, at least with the time that she's been there. And then the another thing that stood out to me is the point she made about, you know, being in college and getting a pizza one night going to watch, you know, the combine, right? Like, so it's, it seems like she's always had an interest and a mind for like the nuances of the game that have um, supported her throughout her career too. Uh, and just love this path and the way she got there, where she ended up, especially a career in the NFL. And I thought it was, refreshing she was one of the first not the first but one of the only one of our guests who brought up specifically um, she actually is the first one that worded it this way but telling people what your plans are mm -hmm. and we we're, were crunched on time so I didn't get to bring it up but that's basically the same thing where I was talking with another episode with the musician that I think it was the mu musician um, one of the musicians but people tend to be willing to help. It's just people, this, their lot in life kind of determines how much they can help. And it sounds like it extends to the NFL. People are willing to help you along the way. It's just they have NFL positions in this case. <laughs> yeah. Offer. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting, right? That, you know, she kind of put the disclaimer in there afterwards about, you know, her maybe sounding like she you know, I forget the kind of wording that she, the wording she exactly used for her mom's reaction to that, right? Um, but it it's true, right? Like it's one thing to set a goal for yourself, but it's another to put it out there. And then even further to take that a step further. And it doesn't sound like she like asked for help, but she, she shared her goals yeah. and then people kind of rose to the occasion to help her. Yeah, articulated the plan, shared her goals. That's uh, that was lovely. The mm -hmm. the simplicity yet the effectiveness. Um, and I don't think it's the same uh, when we're talking to students about touting their own accomplishments. They often feel 
a sense of shame for doing that. But I think that's along the same lines. One really needs to let other people know what they've done. Um, and I've heard, and I used to be one of those folks that I didn't like people talking about what I've accomplished, but what I realized was that only hurts the, all the things that you're wanting to do. Like if you're doing it for a university or if you're doing it for personal gain or if you're doing it for other reasons, but use the university example, it's more straightforward. You help the department that you're in if everybody knows that these six people out of eight are doing these great things, if you don't tell anybody you're hurting your university and your department, and if it's something you care about, you know, and that's just one application of it, but basically in a nutshell, no one's going to know what you accomplish unless you tell them. And to her point, what you want, unless you tell them and their support and the research, you know, for the increased effectiveness of, of being able to accomplish your goals if you tell people about them versus keep them to yourself. But I think it also made me think about kind of the shift in the conversation surrounding networking and how now people are really talking about how networking is less about trying to find people to do something for you and more so trying to cultivate good relationships and connections and try to do things for others, right? So the whole idea being that if we create a good relationship and I meet someone who I'm like, oh, I should introduce them that to that person because there might be a connection there. And then they do the same thing for you. And that's now kind of like the new, I guess, brand of networking, if you will, that uh, more people are talking about, right? And I, so I think that her example is a good one of that too, where she's just sharing what she wants to accomplish and other people are thinking about how they can help her in accomplishing those goals. Did her comment sound familiar when she talked about her bugging Mike Keith about starting a podcast? Did you have any experience with anybody? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think that I, I, you had to bug me for four years, but <laughs> it was what, a little over a year, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I was, those, you know, you were definitely on board. You were definitely happy to do it and happy to join but I'm sure there were days where you're like why is he sending me the eighth text <laughs> for today <laughs> so, well glad that you did now <laughs> so as Tyler Lee Fresh said it's been a success we made $16 so. <laughs> I'll edit that out too thanks everybody the Path Distilled is hosted by Kevin Harris and Lauren Tashman, created and produced by Kevin Harris. The content is copyrighted by The Path Distilled, all rights reserved.